Welcome to Saturday Morning Chats, hosted by author, life coach, and mystic, Tanya Lampley, where you will hear inspiring views, hot topics, and a bevy of information intended to help you make your life over. Welcome to the chat, and we're going to play a little bit in your world today on this particular subject. And actually, probably I have a couple of subjects, but I wanted to bring this up to you and it's more of an inquiry than it is a commentary. But you know me, I'm going to probably end up doing both. Okay. Right? Yeah. So I just saw where Green Bay, the Packers, right? Yes. They made in profit for 2021, 579 million dollars. Yeah. Right? I'm yeah. understanding that, That's right? That's probably the right Just thing. for 2021. Yeah. And they said that there was something about, I guess, the fans couldn't come to the stadium. When they opened it up, it just, the doors just blew off of everything. Oh, I didn't hear about that. Yeah. And so... You know I have my views around the model and how sustainable is the model for all of this. Like, are we gonna be able to continue this level of profit or I just, you know what I'm trying to say, right? I I just keep wondering how sustainable is this going to be when these dollar amounts start getting to these levels and you're still kind of relying on the dollars of everyday American people. You can only charge so much for beer. You can only charge so much for a hot dog. Like where is the money going to start coming from? And I know they get a lot of their money from ad revenue, but I just keep thinking people aren't watching TV anymore. And so I just want to kind of get your thoughts. That's a lot of money. It is a lot of money. Now I will say, I will say, that Green Bay is one of the most popular teams in the NFL, historically. The other thing you may or may not know about the Green Bay Packers is they are owned by the city of Green Bay. The the, the citizens buy stock in that. But here's here's the catch, though. Okay. They don't participate in the earnings. They participate in the... Decision making. No. Well, All it is is the, the ability to say that I own a portion of this storied franchise in the NFL. And I think one, and you can check me on this, but I think one share is like 300 or $500, one share of Green Bay Packers stock. And the only reason why they do that is when they need to do something publicly, if they needed another stadium, they would have an IPO for lack of a better word, they would they would ha- allow people to buy stock and they would use that money to build a stadium. But other than that, like they don't get dividends, they don't share in the own. It's, it's an odd, odd ownership arrangement. But the city of Green Bay, those citizens, and there's a wait list to, to buy stock, even though you're not getting any oh my God. <laughs> profits from it. And, and here's the other part of that, just to tell you how rich the league is. There are NFL quarterbacks, 
I don't even say quarterbacks. They're the richest. They're, they get paid the most. There's a player on the Cincinnati Bengals, good player, who is refusing to play this year because they did what's called, and you've probably heard of this, it's called a franchise tag, where they, they pay you the average that year of the five best highest paid players at your position. He would end up making $14 million this year. But he's not. Go he's he's holding out and he's sitting out because he wants to sign a contract for more than that. So anytime you can you can say I I'll walk away from fourteen million dollars, the league is making a lot of money. Now, getting back to your question, it a lot of the NFL's success, NFL and college sports, is no longer people going to the stadium. Is no longer people watching it on TV. A lot of it is just built off gambling, the gambling model. People gamble so much on that. Oh, that's yeah. something I didn't think about. Yeah, yeah. There, there are. So they actually, um, I guess, sell rights for people to bet on the games. That's what they, they not only sell rights, but when you think of the, the betting mecca, it's Las Vegas. That's the piece that I'm missing because I'm like, this is unsustainable. It actually is sustainable. That's the piece that I'm yeah. missing. So now you hear people, because it's become legal, betting is legal now, you hear people on rate, on talk shows talking about the betting aspect. There are shows that are built off, well, what's this game? Who's going to win this that's game? That's the about biggest how much? joke of the world. It is, that's but that's, that's what's driving, in my opinion, no. the success and the financial viability of the league. Okay, that's the piece that I'm missing. And that's why I said it was more of an inquiry than it was a commentary. Like, I just I just kept thinking, how is this going to really be sustainable when, you know, Gen X, um, Gen Y and Gen Z, not yeah. Gen X, Gen Y and, you know, Gen the, the generations behind Gen X, yeah. <laughs> mm -hmm. they don't watch TV. And so yeah. I'm like, are they, in my mind, I kept thinking they're going to have to go to like an NFL streaming mm -hmm. service, like a Netflix, where we're mm -hmm. all just paying $10 mm -hmm. and just getting the NFL channel. If they have a phone, and maybe the Gen Yers don't do this, but the Gen Xers and, and more previous to that, if they have a phone and they can bet on a, a game, the league benefits from that. The league will make money off that. Indirectly in, and Is the betting a big deal now? Oh, my I've God. I've never even it's heard a, of it. It's, it's a... You've is it mainstream yet, or is it just kind of like Vegas bookie, seedy kind of still? It's mainstream. Has it gone to Housewives and soccer moms yet? When you hear me talk about, say that, radio personalities talk about it regularly now. Regularly now, it's mainstream. It is mainstream, and it. it I don't know if you've heard of those leagues that they have. What do they call those leagues? Where people will, will draft teams and I forget what fantasy football. Fantasy football. Yeah. That's exploded. I'm gonna snatch your man card. <laughs> no, <I'm not. laughs> you didn't know fantasy football, and I had to step in and rescue you. That's hilarious. <laughs> it tells you how much I bet. <laughs> but but fantasy football and betting on NFL and college football. College football is rich too. That's why. That NIL is now in place. Name, name, oh, image, yeah. likeness, yeah, 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 where those yeah. players are getting paid now. I that's why we did a podcast. We did, that. but that's part of the that's part of the lure and the the lore of uh, the NFL and college football is people can bet, and once you start betting on stuff, that's why betting became legal. That's the, that's really, in my estimation, 
the only reason why across the board betting has become legal is because the government and everybody else sees just this wanted way. in on the money right and, you, and, and and it's 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 there's a big debate in ohio about the le- the legality of betting going on right now it's not necessarily other than going to a little casino or racino it's not i don't think it's legal yet but it's going through the vote process to make it legal you know and i'll tell you this and so i always kind of come with the <laughs> the spiritual aspect of it and kind of bring the room down a little bit. I can I can be a buzz killer <laughs> at, at times like this, but as a society, I think that unfortunately, we are moving just so far away from any type of morality or any type of standard or structure towards anything goes as long as I can profit. Yeah. And I just don't think that that's healthy. Well, to your point, there is a radio show in our area of the country, and the uh, host, at the end of the show, he and his partner will do a segment on what their their five best bets for the night are. And the, the lead-in to that, when they, before they do, do the, that segment, you know, you will have a lead-in and the music will be playing. Sure. It'll, it's, a, it's a lady saying, hey, degenerates and betting knuckleheads, here's your fight. So she's, yeah. I mean, and it's a female saying it, which is another, another marketing That's what thing. I was asking you. Like, yeah. has it trickled, has the betting trickled down to the soccer moms? Now, when it's there, now it's mainstream. And you're saying it's pretty much I, almost there. I think so. I, Not that they I, I, will I don't have do a pulse it, but I'm that. just saying, yeah, just just yeah. every day. I, I think it is. I think it. I because think, I think they said that 55 percent of the NFL um, fans were women. Like it had actually kind of broke even yeah. over the men. Yeah. Well, they're well. That's driving. Me. I think because men just have so many other things to watch. They well, have baseball. About, they have basketball. They have yeah. MMA. They have so many things. But they said that women were the largest group of football fans well and think about this and this is going to feel stereotypical but think about a a homemaker say say she's got she and i'm using she since you mentioned women sure say she's got three kids they're off to school during the day She's gonna have a maybe have her glass of wine. Guess what? That she's that, betting on the football game. That would be my that would be my guess that some of those Jeez. people, some of the people who are at home with nothing to just this like is just gonna like, be a problem. Just like social media, she's on social media. She's got a, there are avenues. Is going to be <laughs> a problem. Oh, I agree. I agree. You and, don't and, have to have a bookie anymore. It's just too easy to access on a phone. You know, you can keep. By the time there her husband ads. found out, the house would be gone. Yeah, because she could furniture do it right off and of her jewelry, <laughs> and the house is empty, because and she she's could do drunk. It right off of her phone, like. <laughs> but if we hit this next one, baby, we'll get all the furniture. Could back. you imagine? <laughs> yeah. And that's yeah. you know sometimes that's what'll hook people is that when they've lost so much, they keep thinking now I got to try to win it back, and then they just further. This is going to be a problem. Yeah. Now just let me just go on record. It's yeah. ironic that you were you you brought this topic to the table because when I was doing some work in the yard this morning I was listening on the radio to a, to a talk show somehow they got on the subject of pawning pawning stuff mm-hmm. I don't know how they got on that subject 
but like you and I, they can go go a lot of different directions. Yes, call me. But the, there's a lady. Tangent. There's yeah. a lady on the radio show, and she, and they asked her, "Have you ever?" She's been on the radio for years. Have you ever pawned anything? She said, "Yeah, it, the the worst was when I had to pawn my wedding ring." She she said she wasn't married at the time. She was divorced, okay. but she pawned her wedding ring, and she said she's pawned a number of things. She said times got tough. And she just had has had the pawn because one of the guys had never been to a neither of I had been to a pawn shop. Oh goody two shoes! I've been in a pawn <laughs> shop. I've purchased a couple of things. Out of well, the that's pawn. what they were talking about. They were talking more about buying stuff there because yeah. you can get good stuff. At I a never good pawned price. anything, but I bought. Sure, things. you did. You know what? I think maybe in my college days, I gold. May have, didn't you? Pawn, didn't I may you? have pawned a piece of jewelry, but I went back and got it. I never. That's lost what she. My stuff that's what she said too. She said I went back and got it. it wasn't. Done. You know, payday loans actually, which now I've never done a payday right. loan, but I think they kind of ran pawn shops off. That that's off probably the map. true. Yeah. that's probably. I never true. did a payday loan, that's but prob- I remember my true. college days. I think I did pawn a piece of jewelry. Yeah. But but that that in circling back and make this connect to what our topic is. When you get to get to the point where people are desperate and desolate, that's when it's like you said, it's going to start crumbling. The, the whole yeah. foundation and system will crumble when people get oh, to that point. Oh, I bet point. you it's bad now. You know, probably times is. are hard yeah. right now. I bet yeah, you, that's true. I bet you it's really bad right now. That's people true. are probably yeah. um, trying to go and seek help and, you know, yeah. Gamblers Anonymous and all that stuff. Sure. We're going to see that in a moment become like a very real very real thing there are ads on when you hear sports stations there are ads for betting they'll do commercials on betting sick and i think that i think that and they'll do the disclaimer at the end i think that the 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 government's perspective and the corporation's perspective was that people were going to gamble anyway they're just going to do it underground they've done it for years underground with bookies and all those other things or they flew to vegas and they gambled but I just think there's something about access that's very detrimental to um, society, especially with this. Now, there there are there are people who say that once alcohol became legal, drinking went down. I don't think that's the case with betting, though, because it's such a yeah. But I, I I've read that. Once, oh, I can see that the alcohol because and, sometimes and people pertaining. like the novelty, they yeah. like living on the edge, yeah. and now, but I don't see that being the case with this. I, I see this opening up a lot. Well, it has. it's almost it's like the kids with Facebook when all their parents got on it, they yeah. left it. Yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah. it was just like, yeah. you know, are, 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 you, just, are you on Facebook? Yeah, hey, boomer, <laughs> yeah, I'm on Facebook. <laughs> They're like, you know what? Now that it's just yeah. ubiquitous and ordinary, I don't yeah. want to be. Yeah, I don't want to be true. bothered with it. So well, gambling's not ordinary anymore, and it never was. It was all. It was always kind of seedy, but it now it's it's accepted. That you, to your question, it's. I think it's mainstream and it's accepted as just a part of the fabric of society now. People bet, and I think that's really sad. And so I think that one of the things that I'm seeing now in the United States, you know, I'm used to the United States being the world leader and being the dominant player on the world stage, and we aren't anymore. Mm -hmm. And so I'm seeing a lot of European influence in the United States. Mm -hmm. A lot of our um, A-list actors are now, you know, British. Um, 
I noticed that our measurement system is now in kilograms and I'm always having to stop and try to do a conversion. It's called metrics. Metri well, you the know, we've always system. had the, the metric system, but now it's like, yeah, is it, I don't know. I, I'm, I, I just, I, I've just recently started seeing like kilograms. Well, you know, you know what? I guess the centimeters and millimeters have always been around, but we and just never the really liters. used we them. We had the liters and but milliliters. We, we didn't really use it. Yeah. You know what I'm not, saying? Not we, regularly, yeah. We kind of just relied on ounces and inches and yeah. feet and yards. Yeah. And I'm noticing that they're changing that. Like the yeah. other day, I was trying to calculate how much protein. Mm -hmm. And I'm looking for grams of protein and it was had this weird metric like it was like 0.3 I don't know 0.3 grams of protein per every kilogram of weight yeah. and I'm like well what's a kilogram like I couldn't even yeah. I couldn't even do the uh, yeah I just was whatever I just moved on to something it was different. a numbers thing you know what? It was not only that it was numbers, it, it was, was that I had to convert it first. Yeah. That was even worse. Double whammy. It was a double whammy. <laughs> yeah. I just abandoned it and I just went on to something sure. else. But I think that we are starting to see our culture be influenced by their culture. For years, marijuana was legal. Prostitution was legal. You know, I, I can't say 100%, but I wouldn't be surprised if gambling was legal in Europe. And so now we're trying to adopt a lot of the perspective that they had around vice. Mm -hmm. But I think that Europeans are different from Americans. Mm -hmm. I think that they've always had a little more culture and restraint, a little bit more gentlemanliness mm. than we have in the U.S. And so I don't know if... I mean, I see what leaders are doing. They're looking like, well, they're doing it in Europe and they're doing it in London and they're doing it in England and blah, blah, blah. And then they're trying to bring that here. Mm -hmm. But our culture is completely different here. We're going to ride something to the ground, like a bucking horse, like just yeah, with one no of, restraint. One of less restraint, yeah. Yeah, I think yeah. that our culture is different. And so I don't know, and we'll see in the next decade or so, yeah. if... You know, we're going to be able to yeah, you could, manage you could, the way that they do. You could be right about that because what happens if other countries are doing something that we aren't? We're feel we will feel as a nation like we're losing out on some fi the financial aspects. Sure. So if if I if Joe Schmo's going to go bet in England about a, on a football game here. Why don't we just let them do it here and make some money off of it? I think that's the mentality. But you're right, the the restraint or lack of restraint factor that Americans are different. Well, you and I talk about this. We're aggressive. A lot. Well, we're extreme. We're we, extreme. we are a nation of extremes. That's it. And, and we can't do a little bit to to do well. And that's how they are. They yeah. have red light districts. Yeah. It stays there. Yeah. It's legal. Yeah. The men go down. They do whatever. No one's beating the women. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? What are red light districts? No one's spreading disease. Red light districts <laughs> are just areas where you can go mm -hmm. where mm. prostitution is legal and you can kind of handle mm. your little business and have your little exchange and then you go back 
to modern society. Now, Why this do you is think what, they call it red light. You know, I don't know what I just in my mind you can picture it. Red. I can picture <laughs> romance, hot fire. I don't know. <laughs> I would have thought you would have pondered something like that. Those are those are typically things dimly that, lit, like you can see it in yeah, your mind. Red light and they're district. cruising down, and they do what they need to do, and then it they feels, go back. That's the, you can call it what you want in Europe or wherever. That still feels seedy to call it a red light. Man, dark seedy. and looking. Of course. <laughs> Seedy. Through fog but, and cloud. Now you take that. They have a red light district. Everyone knows it's there. Yeah. Cops don't bother. Well, it. in the past, everybody knew you could go to Las Vegas, and that was it was legal in some areas, I believe. Let me tell you what that looks like in America when that kind of thing becomes ubiquitous. Mm-hmm. Disease everywhere. Yeah. Um, abuse of women. Yeah. People are trying to make money off of it. People are trying to make money off of any business associated with it. Like we just aren't cultured enough, I think, to handle vice like other countries. I think weed was um, legal in some of the kind of, um, I forget what you call those countries, like Scandinavia and- um, Eastern Bloc. Oh, look at you, all geographical and everything. I think that uh, marijuana was legal there for years. I don't know if it's legal in Britain or not. I think it is. No, it probably is. Uh, But but Europe, they've had a lot of these things that we fought not to have here. They would. I think we would consider them more progressive. Yes. Than that's a good word for it. Overall. And it trickles into some of the country slowly, but like California, you might call a more progressive area. But with the laws changing, I don't even know that it becomes progressive. It just becomes chaos, a a subterfuge of chaos. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's what's going to happen here. So ten years, we'll see. You know, government's going to have to intervene. The number of bankruptcies will go up because of people losing homes because you can just sit on your phone all day and instead of playing like tic-tac-toe, you're betting on foot. I can't. I can't. Are you You serious? My my theory on things like this is that they go in cycles. Okay. And and I don't know that that's going to be the case here. My hope that it is the case. But the bigger issue is... I need to find me a fantasy football league to get in. <laughs> so that you can bet? No, just just so I can retain oh God, some of that no, testosterone that oh. you said I... Revoke <laughs> your man card because you didn't know the fantasy You know, I, and I knew what it, I know what it's it is. Okay, it's okay, it's, it seems, it's, it seems a little right. stupid. I mean, it's, no, I don't want to call it stupid. But it seems like a colossal waste of time. No, and I totally agree with you. I, it's just I, not your thing. It's not my yeah, thing. But I don't, I don't hold you still it against anybody. You should know what it was called, though. Yeah, and I knew. I was just trying to <laughs> give you a chance to come but into my work. it's not your thing. You don't do a lot of fantasy. The name implies that it's just kind of, you know, not your not thing. thing. It's no, not your no, thing. Not You're more grounded, fantasy. more no. of a realist, tangible Damn. kind of a guy. There you so. go. There you go. We'll, we'll clean it up for you. Bye. Maybe I'll just edit that part out <laughs> that you didn't know. Maybe I just, and I had to just swoop in like, fantasy, fantasy? football? I'm like, you don't, <laughs> you don't know like a sports car? You don't know what a sports car is? <laughs> that's funny. That is funny. So you have, I think, given me a clearer picture. I was missing that piece. I do yeah. think they're going to have to go to some sort of streaming it platform. It doesn't change the underlying issue, That's a lot issue, of money. Though. $579 yeah, million. Dollars? For one year. That's a lot of money. Yeah. And, and teams like that will uh, 
oftentimes have to pay what's called a luxury tax. So if they go above their their uh, payroll, the salary cap, and pay too much, they have to pay a tax on that. And I know, I just heard that one of the teams had to pay like a $129 million luxury tax. For, and I can't think of the team. It was either an NBA or NFL. But both of them had luxury taxes. And they had to pay that tax to be able to have better players sometimes and overpay. And they paid $129 million luxury tax. You know what? I still don't that, think and that's it's a, sustainable. That's a, that's an, I still don't think it's sustainable. I mean, when I you start getting to these levels of money, like this is like beyond – yeah, I don't. I don't think it's sustainable. They're gonna I have to come. Right. The, the current model is not sure. sustainable. They're gonna have to move to streaming. They're gonna have to do something else. And here's another thing that is really odd. And I don't fault the players for this at sure. all. But those salaries, I think I just saw. Did I see that somebody got like 139 million? Oh, that's nothing. You probably did, contract. but that's nothing. I was just getting ready to give you a perspective on that. So ten years ago. A good, probably the largest salary in the uh, the NF contract in the NFL was probably a ten-year contract for a hundred million dollars. I think this was four years. I just saw. Okay, this is ten years. I'm I'm going to give you current. Okay, but I'm just giving you a perspective. Sure. Ten years ago, ten-year contract, a hundred million dollars, ten million dollars a year. Still a lot of money. So Patrick Mahomes yeah. just signed a contract. For 10 years, I think it was 10 years, and it's an extension, $450 million. It's ridiculous. Or $470. It was, it was $45 to $50 million a year. And here's the, here's the crazy it's part ridiculous. about that. It is ridiculous, but his, this is even crazier. He's considered the, a lot of people consider him the best quarterback in the league. And to keep better, be able to sign better players, he actually signed for less than what he probably could have gotten. Sure. So the team could sign other players. So he probably could have gotten $60 million a year. It they would have paid him whatever he It is just, it's ridiculous. I mean. It's like hitting the lottery 10 years straight. Yeah. And I, I don't fault the players for this because. No, that's, no. That's their living. That's their job. And it's a dangerous game. Sure. You know, there's a, there's a high level of risk there. Sure. Do not drag me down the CTE. Mm path yet again mm. I just I just hate it yeah and so it's a high-risk job it is a high-risk job and one thing that has changed about the NFL I've noticed because I, I just see these contracts and I watch in the past like that 10-year hundred million dollar contract maybe 50 million of it was guaranteed but if he got cut three years in he wouldn't get the rest of it now the contract's are fully guaranteed. A lot of them are fully guaranteed. Well, I think what is happening, and they have themselves in a little bit of a bind, and I'm sure they're sitting in their meetings, you know, the higher-ups, and they're like, eventually, in the NFL, and um, what's his name? The guy of the NFL? Um, I was about to say the old guy, Paul Tagliabue. Mm -hmm. uh, what's his name? Keep on with your story, and I'll think of it. Um, I'm sure that they're sitting up in their offices in their meetings and they're thinking we got a problem yeah. like they're going to keep asking for more the reason why they're asking for more is because they're seeing what we're profiting 
And yeah. so it's only fair that they make this amount when we're making this amount. Yeah. But the thing that we have to reconcile is where is all of this money going to keep coming from? Because we don't want to sacrifice what we're making and they're going to keep asking and rightfully so because there's so much money coming in. But the question is, is this going to be sustainable? And I think that is the, um, the big ask, the big question that needs to be answered by the NFL is, is it going to be sustainable? Yeah. If that, they don't change their question. model. Yeah, and part of what may make it sustainable is that the people who own the NFL teams are largely multi-billionaires. Yeah. Multi-billionaires. And the so, players are like, this is just a small piece. We yeah. deserve this. And yeah. I get it. It's a, it's a high money-making franchise. Yeah. So the Denver Broncos... I don't know if the transaction has been finalized or not, but the Walton family, Walmart family, uh billionaires, they just bought, put an offer in, I think it's going to go through, the Denver Broncos for $5 billion. Okay. And again, I'm going to go back 10 years ago. I can remember teams selling for half a billion dollars 10 years ago. So when you have a a multi-billionaire that's probably worth $50 billion and he pays $5 billion, dollars for the the team he can afford to pay a lot more for other things including salaries so so that's why you hear but they don't they're not they're not going to want to sacrifice their personal wealth to do it yeah they are who would do that we talked about this before egomaniacs and i'm not calling walton that I'm thinking more of Jerry Jones. Roger Goodell is the is the is the NFL commissioner, by the yeah, way. Yeah. Uh-huh. But but I'm thinking Jerry Jones. Jerry Jones owns an NFL team, and this is not exclusive to Jerry Jones because partly because it's an image thing, and he gets to be involved with this high high energy football. Thing that's that's there's only 32 owners in the in, in the world in the NFL. That's a club. That's that's like billionaire country club. And I think it to own a football team is way more than being successful financially. Now these guys are already successfully financially, so this is borderline. I don't want to call it throwaway money because while while he spent, I think 70 million some number like that to buy the Cowboys years ago, 30 years ago, the Cowboys are the most, the highest worth more than any other team. I think in professional sports, I think they're worth like $8 billion or something like that. So they see, they see value in the fact that even if they spend their money, they're on this train of, of uh, a cycle of where these teams increase in value over time so yeah but it becomes like bitcoin because in a second it becomes like cryptocurrency like you're just you're holding something that has now the nfl of course is better than bitcoin because it has some intrinsic value but in other words i agree with it becomes only what someone else is willing to pay and at some point you get to a level where people aren't going to be willing to pay it i agree 100 percent but when you're talking egos, you can throw all the logic out I the window. I think it was just like, I think this is what happened. Sports used to be 
kind of like Fantasy the American land. ideal. Well, before that, it yeah. was like the, it was just the American, the American dream, ideal. Well, when I say American dream came later, okay. I'm talking about just it was just a part of Americana. When okay, we kids, baseball, hot me, dog, Joe apple Green, pie, and Chevrolet. That's where it started. Yeah, yeah. And I get then what you're when saying. Pat Riley and them hit in the '90s, and Pat Riley is all down in Miami 80s. with the limo. Late 80s, early 90s. He's got the Rolex on and the slick back hair and the supermodel on his arm. Things started to shift. Sure. And sports started be, started to become less of Americana and more of a status symbol. Exactly. That's yeah. what I was saying with Jerry so Jones. So being able yeah. to go to the games became a status symbol. And now we've seen the last decade that's being a, able to own a team. Is now the new I'm the it guy, where it's yeah. Jay Z and it's Mark Cuban yeah. and it's da 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 da. And they don't even understand that if they don't shift this model, they're not going to be able to continue to fund it at this level. And sure. I know in those upper rooms, they know it. Sure. They're sure. going to have to, and we'll lead into this, they're going to have to sell rights to a Saudi Arabia. Mm-hmm. They are going to have to. Now you you did help me out with the gambling piece. Yeah, the gambling I didn't I didn't even think about that piece yeah. of it that they were getting a cut off of that. Mm-hmm. They're gonna have to do a streaming service. They're gonna have to do an NFL app where they're just charging. What do you think is the max a man would pay to get the NFL app and just to be able to watch games on his phone or whatever exclusive? Oh shoot! Because I think now they can pay to watch the games, right? They can. Uh, but they're gonna have to develop like TV shows, like they, a Fox they, Network, like do their own thing. People would pay thing. a lot. People pay a $50? lot. Fifty dollars? Yeah, you think fifty dollars is sustainable? A, a month? A yeah. month? Yeah. And you know those. If are, it's exclusive. Those are the things that I hate because now it it just takes us even further away from sports and competition yeah. being kind of like the backbone of the nation, I right? Agree. Because most people can't afford fifty dollars a month on an app when they just they have to put braces on their kid. Sure, sure. You know, and so that's the sucky well, part it, about it, it, us it dilutes being, it dilutes the value of sports in general. I, I grew up playing and watching sports. And there was just something about the human team yeah. fellowship aspect of yeah. sports. And those guys that retire will tell you the thing they miss most about sports is the fellowship aspect. They miss the guys. They miss they miss the competition. That will be that will be lost. Once you start paying so much, you can't help but dilute those things. Yeah, and I yeah. miss the role model aspect yeah. of it. When we were kids, sure. we had Mean Joe Green and. Oh, Jay Simpson. When we were kids, it just kind of yeah. came to my mind. Joe Namath. We all had the posters. Joe Namath. Joe Namath. Yes. We all had the posters <laughs> up in our in our rooms. And, you know, we really looked up to those guys. They sure. were the epitome of character and hard work and grit and substance. And now these kids, yeah. you know, babies everywhere and arrested and a gun a shooting and a club and a fight and a it's it's terrible but you mentioned we've just we've just tumbled you mentioned oj simpson and and that's true back then you mentioned joe green back then you meant and i mentioned joe namath from back then those are just some of the names names we know but part of the reason why we know them is because TV and yeah, Hollywood that's right took advantage of those situations that these guys are popular we're gonna pop 
this is really just an extension of that. In a lot of ways, the popularity of this sport, even when you talked about the status thing, is an extension of making a Joe, Joe Namath, a Joe Hollywood, they didn't call him Je Jefferson Street Joe Namath and all that good stuff. I don't think that was his nickname. I just kind of made that up. <laughs> <laughs> was it something to do with Hollywood? No, because he was in New York. Broadway Joe. Broadway Joe. Broadway Joe. Yeah, there so, you go. So, so those names and those those depictions of those players, even Joe Green, he's in a commercial. We, we can talk about him being a role model all we want to, but he got paid for being in a commercial that made him even more known than what he would have been known. He's a great player, but that's, again, everything I say, everything I think happens over time in cycles, but the cycle becomes more exaggerated the farther down the line. That's what's get. happening. Yeah, that's, and what's, that's happening. what's happening. Yeah. And so now when you start getting to the money that they make now, that's yacht money. Mean Joe Green just got a, yeah. he was able to take his commercial money and buy him a nicer car. That's right. Right? That's right. Now these guys, they have yacht money. And so yeah. the separation between, mm. you know, my job and my responsibility to my, American family or yeah. to my American community, it is it, it no longer it exists. It right. is just all about these yachts, these planes, yeah. you know, this Louis Vuitton. Yep. There is a little bit of a loss of touch with reality. That's and I true. think that's sad. I think that's sad for children growing up in America because sports really does epitomize so many things. Hard work, um, sportsmanship, friendly competition. Teamwork. Teamwork. Social, discipline. Yeah. I mean, there's so many things that are embodied in sports that when you think of sports now, you think of respect none of that. for authority. Respect for authority. Yeah. When you think of sports now, the only thing you think about is getting paid, that's and that's true. unfortunate. That's, that's yeah. unfortunate for us, you know, as a nation. Yeah, it's unfortunate because the athletes are actually better now, and it's unfortunate that that gets lost in all of this. Michael they have zero Jordan, character. But they're the better athletes. But but physically, Steph Curry and what's the other young guy that you really like? I mean, they're rare. Uh, and I don't want to disparage all of them. I'm just thinking the marquee ones that yeah. stand out. There's Steph Curry. Oh, what well, we were butchering his, butchering his name. That's oh, Carl Anthony. Carl Anthony Towns. Towns, you got the last name. Yes, right. Carl, yeah. Anthony Towns. Carl Anthony Towns. Um, right. you know they're good ones. Yeah, and they kind of stand out. But a lot of them are just arrested and they beat up a girlfriend they punched her in the elevator yeah. and you know pushed her mom down now the I, stairs I, I, and all I this wonder, kind of foolishness see i wonder though some of that if that isn't a function of social media and cameras being on them all the time i, I think some of that was happening that's probably true yeah back in the day but jim it's, brown it's was probably knocking some you heads. always you always I love jim brown no, you always i love why do you jim always brown? disparage him like that because though? he later had a little bit of an uh, altercation with his wife and she remember the 911 call got released i do i do yeah but that's always the first name you think of I whenever love jim i say what that abuse. man did with gangs in California. Yeah. I wish he'd yeah. do it again. But the point is, oh, that stuff but the point is that stuff was happening back then, but it was it was less publicized. And, and it was seen. better that way. It's, it was. It was. We live in, at first but, it was the TMZ nation. Yeah. Now it's the social media nation. You can't, you're not going to get away with anything. anything. Yeah. But, but you know what? I think that even though guys back then, your Joe Namaths, your mean Joe Greens, 
your OJs. They probably did a little bit of that sure. because they're still human beings. Sure, absolutely. So, you know, we will extend grace there. But I think there is something about the brattiness now on yeah. top of that that makes these a lot of these guys just a different. Well, they're, 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 it's almost like even Al, Alan Iverson when he's just like, what am I going to practice for? for yeah. I'm already good enough. Well, like That's when it started to change. I think, I think some of that is they're starting to get these guys at a younger age. So they're coddled until they're 18, 19 years old. They haven't been allowed to even mature. So you give a, you give a 19 year old $50 million dollars that's that's a recipe for disaster. And the people around them oh, the that hang- know that you're going to yeah. get fifty million dollars, yeah. the they let you do whatever whatever They're you yes. want They're to yes, do. Men right. And women, yeah. and, the, and I think about that situation with Allen Iverson. It was just so terrible. And I, he isn't a bad person. He's not a, he's bad, not a person, bad person. But it's just that brattiness. Yeah. You don't play for yourself. You play for your team. Like yeah. you have to kind of gel with them. They have to be able to anticipate what you're gonna do. All of that kind of comes from just yeah. over and over repeated drills. And he's like, I don't need to do that because well, I'm the, already good. The thing that Jesus. stood out for me about that whole practice commentary was in one breath he says I'm supposed to be the franchise player. Right. Which in and of itself comes with responsibility to lead. Well, he's yeah. he's showing absolute poor leadership by not practicing, but it, it, it was really a dichotomy of I'm supposed to be the franchise player, so I don't need to practice. It's, it's quite the opposite. You want your guys to follow you to practice, so be there early, if anything. Yeah. Oh, that's leaving. Yeah. Unfortunately. And. Unfortunately. I don't see They're us going. still going to bet on those games. Uh, yeah, I, was gonna <laughs> say, I don't see us going backwards. That's one thing about the uh, creative impulse of the universe. Yeah. It is forward moving. Yeah. yeah. We'll see where it ends up. I don't see us up. going backwards, but I just keep thinking about this model, and I'm like, I know it can. Uh, Roger Goodell. They're sitting like, you know what, in a minute, these guys are going to start asking for $3 billion yeah. for a 10-year contract, yeah. and we're going to have to. <laughs> I think they're going to start asking. Right now they can't do it. I think they're going to start asking for partial ownership of the team. I think that's the next step. Oh, they can't. I think that's it's genius. I think, I think they can't do it right now. The the uh, players' union has not the, the contract they have with the NFL does not allow that. But I think once they get to the next contract, they negotiate. They negotiate every five to seven years. I think. I think they're going to start trying to negotiate the ability to own a portion of the team. They shouldn't be able to own a portion of their they own shouldn't. team. They should be able to own a portion of another team. They need to pull that crap together. Yeah. You can't play and you can't play and no. You that can't. would look bad though. Yeah, you you're know, playing just, for a team and then you're owning you, another team. You can't do team. that. Yeah. You can't do that. But I like your I that's like where coming. you're going with that's, that. that. They should be able to own another. I think another, that's coming. I think that's um, coming. Wow, another team. That, now that I think would be voted out even more. I don't think the 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 league, the, well, the teams. Like a conflict of interest. That's what I'm saying. The teams would never agree to that. So so when they do those contracts, yeah. it's a contract between the thirty two teams and the players, represented by the players association. The well, league, I don't think the teams well, would ever agree. Well maybe it's not an ownership that. in each individual team, but it's an ownership in the NFL per se. Like, you know, maybe they'll just the move NFL, to some sort of global Yeah, the NFL is essentially made up of those thirty two teams that play in it. Well, you thought of it, not me. No, I, I no, I, and, and you're right. But I'm, I'm thinking at some point, 
when those players are just going to hold the line and strike or do whatever they have to do to you get that put play. into the contract. I mean, I, if anything, it would cause you to play better, but I just see such a conflict there. I, I don't think they would allow that. They haven't allowed like maybe, it so far, but I'm sure that's in the back of their mind. Ownership of the NFL there's stock. No, no, there's no NFL stock. The well, NFL. That's they would have to change the whole model, is what yeah, I'm saying. They'd yeah. have to shift it. Yeah. Because you couldn't own stock in Green Bay if you play for Cleveland. You couldn't. You couldn't. My point is, though, they see that these teams are making all this money and they have the ability to negotiate certain things when they're, when they're uh, players, when the players, con- the, the, the contracts between the players and the 32 teams expire. So I think they're, they're I'm not saying it's anytime soon, but I think they're going to push for that over time. It is a it, it does appear to be a conflict of interest, but we'll see. So when the you're saying when the contract expires, right. then you get ownership. Right. Now that could probably right. work when you retired or whatever. Right. I'm gonna tell you what's getting ready to happen. The model's gonna have to shift. The ticket prices are unsustainable. I think you were saying that some places a million dollars for some of those box seats. Yeah. Everybody doesn't have that kind of money. And yeah. in a minute, nobody's gonna really care. Right. You know what I'm saying? It's just not going to be enough interest, enough Instagram hits for somebody to pay, you know, a million dollars for football tickets. Sure. I agree. So this is what I think is going to happen. And this is a sad day for me okay. as an American that we are now tumbling to the bottom rungs as far as the hierarchy of countries. We are probably at the very last rung of being a world leader getting ready to drop off so what is happening now is other countries are now going to do to us what we've always done to them and so i would not be surprised if the nfl and we're going to spend the last 15 or 20 minutes talking about the the comments and opinion you are (laughs) currently hearing are those of tanya lampley and no other (laughs) No others it's on true. this podcast. I mean, if you Go pull ahead. those lists, we are tumbling down fast when it comes to world leader. The views. They're saying China is going to be number one. This is what I think is getting ready to happen. Okay. The thing that we've done to other countries. Sure. We're going to start selling rights to other hmm. places. Like, do you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know what you're saying. In other words, Saudi Arabia will either buy part of the NFL or own rights to some and there's some kind of arrangement is going to have to they're going to have to funnel money into the mm-hmm. the franchise yeah. if they're going to sustain their wealth and the wealth of the players well the New Jersey Nets they're now the Brooklyn Nets but before they became the Brooklyn Nets they were owned partially or even, maybe even majority by a Russian billionaire. Okay, I didn't know that. Yeah. And so I think so that, 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 that is going to be that's the been next from, move because that was probably 15 years ago. They're not going to go back. They're not going to say, we're, those players aren't going to say, well, we just aren't going to pay you $130 million. Just sorry, we can pay you $5 million. That ain't going to happen. Right. And they're not going to sacrifice their money. So I think that they're going to unfortunately start to look for another means of funding it. Yeah. And so I think streaming is going to be part of it. They're probably going to end up doing an app where they have their own shows and their own news and all of that. And I would not be surprised if some of that funding starts to come from a China, mm. a Saudi Arabia, some of these countries that have deep, deep pockets. 
Yeah, that's happening in other sports. Yeah, and so I'm as an American, I'm always used to it being the reverse, Mm -hmm. right? That we were always in control, Mm -hmm. and you know, and I think that now we're seeing a time where it's a global economy, and we're losing our power, and so now it's just like Saudi Arabia. We're gonna sell a piece of this to you so that we can continue on. And that's sad to yeah, me, but sure. you know, it, it is just because I'm in a, a nationalist, but um, fair is fair. Mm-hmm. And we've had our time. It's a global economy. It's a global economy. Yeah. We've had our time as Americans. It's yeah. time to let other countries kind of take the lead a little bit. Yeah. But I'm a little sad though, mm-hmm. that we're no longer the dominant player, the, the country that everybody wants to move to. We're not. People don't want to come here. Mm. They say we fight too much and... We have poor leadership. Not my words, their words. Yeah, not mine. You see, I'm quiet. I'm letting you go on and on. Am I hanging myself? I'm I'm not going to get involved with that. Okay, so I've said that. Now let's move on to the next topic. And it's the, is it Isla? Live. Live. The Live Tour. Yeah. Yeah. What is going on with that? Okay, let me give you my piece first. Mm -hmm. I heard that the PGA is saying that if you play for them, you can't play for us. Is that true? There's some of that. They're, yeah. They're, they're, it's funny because they're saying that, but they just, you know, there's four major championships every year. Well, the, the last major championship, those players that have committed to the live tour, they played it. In the, it's called the British Open, the, the Open Championship in Britain. They let those players from the live tour play. But the the goal is P, the PGA wants the players who are not, who are playing in the live to relinquish their PGA membership. I don't think that's fair. And, and I will say this, for the reason that I just said about us not being the dominant player anymore, like we took our PGA to all these nations all these years. Yeah. And we... Nobody had a problem with that. Sure. But now that they want to do it, all of a sudden it's an issue and we're trying to block our players. I don't think that that's fair. That's an interesting perspective that that I'm not sure everybody has thought out that that this is really what the PGA has been. But there's also been European tours and and some PGA players have been allowed to pl- play in some of the PGA. Like they have uh, tournaments in Europe and Dubai and our, our players, our, our U.S. players, in fact, the Dubai tournaments, Tiger Woods would go over there and play in that tournament, and they would pay him like a $3 million appearance fee just for showing up. Right. Whether he, whether he played, or not. played well or not, he right. would get a $3 million. So in that respect, it's already been happening. It's already been happening that others have allowed, that the PGA has allowed the players to play in other leagues. I think what we're seeing is fear yeah that live tournament live uh league we don't have the money they are paying those players yeah. out the wazoo they right. they the, the 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 phil mickelson who's not he's kind of on the tail end of his career they're saying that they paid him 200 million dollars mm. to be a part of that league 200 million dollars and I think that's unfair to try to block them. I get their sense. They're not going to be able to block them. They're not going to be able but to block them. But my thinking is this. You did it, and it was okay. Yeah. And now, 
shoes on the other foot. This is just where America is right now. Well, and so it, it, we really all need to be pulling together to try to change that. Yeah. And I'm sure they know. Like, it's the same thing with the NFL. The coffers are probably drying up. How are yeah. you still funding these models when everything is shifting and you're still doing it the old way? That's a good question. When was question. the last time you cut on and just watched network television? Yeah, that's good. Nobody's that's good doing point. that that's anymore. Well, and the, the it's weird because the PGA, unfortunately, is going to just lose some of its luster because Tiger Woods was their meal ticket. And he's he's... You know, he's old and he's fizzling and he's not like he used to be. But for 15, 20 years, he was given credit for the fact that the, the, the PGA winnings were way more. All of that was a Tiger Woods. That's true. Love him or hate him. Otherwise, the, the players love him for that Nobody reason. Nobody would be watching Nobody would be watching. And if you notice, I don't watch it as much anymore. Yeah, nobody but, would but, be watching But here's the, here's, the, here's the fly in the ointment. The, the Masters, which is one of those four major tournaments I told you about, this year, the person who won the Masters won $3 million. So the, the purses are still high right now because there's still that engine of Tiger Woods, Phil Mickelson, some of the great players. But as they start to leave, that live tournament is going to be even more appealing to guys here who maybe not maybe aren't the, the players that uh, Dustin Johnson or uh, – Sergio Garcia, you probably recognize that. Yeah, name. I do. Those are the, they're not just getting your everyday Joes to play over there. They're getting the best players. You know, they're probably going to end up having to do some kind of partnership, some kind of a 10-year deal until we ride right. this thing out. You're probably right. Because, yeah, yeah you know, just in my mind, I just get the, And they have an endless, there's endless money that yeah. they can deliver. Sure. Yeah, those they guys. can pay them. That, that is a drop in the bucket. That is a drop in the bucket. So, so people, people estimated that had Tiger agreed to play live, even though he's broken down and no good anymore, he's such a big name, they probably would have paid him a billion dollars to play in that And he's league. not going to do it? He's not going to do well, it. He's got so much money. He, he does. But, ego can't take but it. But that's, that tells you how much money they had. He's, he's not playing. that good anymore. And, yeah. and he's still... Well, and the other thing is... Good for him. The Everything other thing, isn't about money. Well, ask, is that the case for Charles Barkley? Um, Charles Barkley, I think he makes... I heard this, and so this isn't gospel, but I've heard that he makes about $10 million as a commentator for the NBA TNT. The live tournament, they're saying, is going to offer him $25 million a year to be a commentator on the golf uh, tournaments that they have. And I think he's considering doing it. And I think if he does that, TNT, it'll be a breach of his contract with TNT, so he won't be able to do the NBA. Now, it won't mess up his uh, show that he has with the other. Yeah, that's what I'm talking Kenyan. about. Yeah, he won't be able to be on that anymore. I wouldn't do that. Money is not everything. I would not do that. He has something so special. The fans speaking of love gambling, that show. Speaking of gambling. <laughs> do you think he's like, easy for you to say, Tommy, they're going to break my ankles if I don't get this money. Do you think? Well, and he, 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 I said that because he's a big gambler. You know he's a big gambler. I do. But I think he'll he do, it. do it. I I I agree with you. I he think I, I think he shouldn't do it, but I think he will do it. I think yeah, I think he will. Money's not everything. Money's not everything, you know? And you're living over there in a foreign country. And you know the the big Jesus. line is it's not everything. But being broke is <laughs> 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 
It's amazing. But he's not broke, though. He's making $10 million a year already. You know, he has something so special with Shaq and those guys. Just and a camaraderie Smith, every day. Yeah. He's going he's gonna, to... He'll miss that. He, yeah, he's going to regret that. He's, he's going to regret getting thinking, up every day. Yeah. They're going to throw you in a situation. Yeah. Now, Charles Barkley's the kind of guy he's going to make a friend no matter where he is. Yeah. But I just don't think it's going to be... I same. think his hope is... Because that that's the other thing with that league, that tour. It's You only have to play, I think it's eight or nine tournaments. Whereas with the PGA, they have some 32 tournaments a year that you can play they don't play in all of them but there's 32 pga tournaments something like that a year 30 ish and i think barkley is probably thinking maybe tnt will let me do this and still do the nba maybe but i I don't i don't think they will i think they'll 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 draw a line in the sand even though it's charles barkley i don't think they're going to allow him to do both because it's going to be a conflict it just can't be about money and i think that's just I think that the two things that made us so great. Oh, and you keep admonishing me not to do this kind of talk, but I'm going to say it anyway. Mm -hmm. The two things that have made our country so great is our ideological freedom and the fact that we are rooted in capitalism Mm -hmm. and they are now becoming a noose around our neck. Yeah. We are just becoming way too free. You know, we have zero temperance or balance or respect for normality. You know, it's Mm -hmm. just we always want to just live on the edge and on the extreme. And I don't think that's good. And then capitalism has just gone amok like every single thing. The first thought of every person is, can I make a dollar? Yeah. 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 Can I make a dollar? And you have no nation left to spend it in, and people are just like, well, I'll just go to another nation. Well, both <laughs> of those things aren't what's at issue. Capitalism, capitalism, in and of, in and of itself. itself, is fine. It's yeah. it's it's the best Freedom system. In and it's of the, itself, is it's fine. fine. Yeah. It's the it's how people again take things to the extreme. extreme. Yeah. That's the that's the issue. I I I still lay my hat. You know I do. I lay my hat on capitalism. Now, you can't control who people are with any type sure. of uh, economy. But I think that's the best system. But when you get people out of con- out of control, it doesn't matter what the system is. They're going to get out of control. The freedom thing, same thing. Out of control. And I think we don't realize we're so distracted and we're so focused on what's in it for me. We don't realize that as a society, our structure is being torn down. And that's fine as long as you are conscientious enough to recognize it and rebuild it and yeah. I just don't think that we're doing the best job of that sure. we're just kind of running behind the plow if that makes sure. sense sure. and so that's really unfortunate it is but but it doesn't help for the everyday Joe Schmo when you see say a Jeff Bezos makes billions mm-hmm. and pays no taxes that's true so it, it, it can foster an I'm going to get mine attitude sure. across the board right. when, when you when you see that. That, yeah. that doesn't help anything when you see billionaires that don't pay taxes. You're right about that. It's the so. regular Joe. Yeah, I kept saying the regular Joe Schmo. Yeah. yeah. I think that we're going to see a lot more foreign ownership um, because I just don't think that these models are sustainable. And you think about the PGA, I mean, they're still... They're shaking in their boots, to be honest. Well, when you think about it, when you see their tournaments and they pan over and the 
got the nice little peaceful soft music in the background mm-hmm. and the commentator with the you know nice soothing voice and in back of him you see the buick emblem yeah you know what i'm saying that's what that's, that's going away <laughs> yeah. like these kids take uber yeah. and they dang on sure i'm buying no gas cousin buick <laughs> you know what i'm saying and if they don't shift i think they have some electric cars too if they don't shift their model no you're right you're right there, there's a there's a tournament a pga tournament called the buick open those kids aren't driving a Buick. <laughs> when was the last time you looked over and saw someone under 40 driving a Buick? I don't know, but my dad had an Electra 225. <laughs> my dad had the same car. That drove like a cloud. My dad had the same car. <laughs> yeah, but you're right. No, no, your point is well taken. That yeah. If anything, it's going to be Uber or electric. That's exactly. kind of where they're, yeah. Tesla, I think, has what? The, I saw 30% of the market, or maybe. I, I was shocked when I yeah. saw the the um, market share that he had. Yeah. I, yeah. I was really stunned by that. Well, he so. was on the forefront of electric right. cars. So he's, Tesla is, is quote, the model. That's that's the standard now. Yeah. yeah. And, and these companies, these organizations, these behemoths, NFL, PGA, They've been around for hundreds of years. And so you start to develop a culture and you're just not agile enough. Yeah. And if you don't start thinking ahead and if you don't get out in front of it, you're going to find yourself one day. I don't think we'll ever be without the NFL, but yeah. I don't know. Well, I mean, things are moving fast. Yeah. Well, and the PGA, this, this is probably their biggest wake up call because historically, it's been known for being a non-inclusive tour anyway. And you didn't see they still have you didn't see females, you didn't see African Americans, you right. didn't see a lot of a lot of people that you see walking around. And golf in general was always considered more of a country club rich sport anyway. Sure. So so a lot of that's a lot of that's broken has been broken down in, in recent years. You see a lot more people golfing. But this is a wake up call. It really is. And I'm thinking even some of the sponsorships over the years have seen things like Michelin tire. Yeah, sure. The kids don't like rubber. Like That's it's an true. environmental toxin. Yeah, yeah. Like they really are going to have to start thinking about how do we stay fresh? How do we keep up? Or they're mm. going to they're going to run out of ways to fund it. They're going to have to sell off some of the rights to some of these other countries and the other countries will, you know, just Reveling, it's probably new to them, and yeah. you know, yeah. The, the phrase, I don't want it to stay in the U.S. That's the just phrase like, desperate times cause people to do desperate things is ringing in my mind with the PGA now because mm-hmm. I think they're if they're not now, they're going to be at a state of desperation with the league in general. Well, because, I'm sure, and yeah. I'm sure that's why this lip tour even started. They see that you're limping. And bleeding yeah. from the side, you know? You know who the perpetrator of this whole live tour thing was? And you may not know this. I don't. Remember Greg Norman? I do. He has some sort of... He's a moneymaker. He's a moneymaker, but he also has this vendetta against the PGA. Uh, and I don't know I, I don't know, know why that, that is, I know that. but I think he's the one that kind of put this whole live tour if you look it up i think he's the one that's kind of behind a lot of this live tour thing yeah i wouldn't be surprised i mean he he strikes me as being a money maker i know he's dabbled in some different businesses it's just 
and that's something you typically he's made don't a lot see. of money yeah he was that's in clothing he, years yeah, ago yeah before 30 before. years ago before anybody yeah. was doing branding yeah. like that greg norman was the first guy so i'm not surprised sure he figured i can get a cut off this yeah. tour and it's kind of interesting that he was a good player but he's not like an all-time great he's not like phil mickelson or tiger or or or, or rory mackerel he was just a a good player that won some tournaments, but he was just a business mind and he leveraged yeah. that. And so he branded himself. He branded really himself. Well. Yeah, that like shark. The, fish, the shark. The shark. Yeah, not the fish. fish. The shark. Ah, my favorite fish. <laughs> Sorry, Greg. The shark. If I hadn't if because I if I, I hadn't had the shirt. If I hadn't had like if I hadn't had the fantasy football faux pas, I would be killing you right now, but I don't. I guess I don't have a whole lot of space to criticize. But no, it's and it, it. I actually liked his stuff too, to be honest with you. He had some. I used to buy it. He had some you. sharp stuff. Yeah, he yeah, did. Yeah. I thought it was a fish. It was I a shark. That was his nickname, the shark. Oh, they I called it was him the shark. Fish yeah. Golf shirts, hilarious. <laughs> it's, it's, well, all right. That's where we're going. That's, that's where we're, where going. we're going. I'm curious to see what's going to happen. The next ten years is going to be crucial to every body like all these sports franchises baseball kind of barely hanging on like you know we're just evolving as a society and we're We're evolving but at the end of the day you can always point to the almighty dollar rules almost everything that's just that's just yeah they make a lot of money and 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 baseball while its viewership and popularity has gone down they're still doing well as well finance I'm not saying they're doing well, but they are paying their players incredible contracts. I saw the other day there's a Hispanic player, and I can't think of his last name, but he's one of the, which tells you I don't watch baseball. He's considered one of the top two or three players in the league. He turned down a contract that would have paid him like, I think it was like $50 million a year for five years. It was some so astronomical contract, but he's going to play this year out, become a free agent, and see how much more he can get. I forget the guy's name. Yeah. That's that's just the sign of the times. This live tour, PGA, and the NFL and the Green Bay, how much Green Bay made, that's, that's just a sign of the times. Prince yeah. said it best. Yeah, but their, their coffers yeah. are gonna dry up. Yeah, yeah. In a minute. Their day is coming, is that what you're saying? Yeah, yeah, their I think you're right. Coming, I so think you're right. They better pivot, and they need to pivot fast <laughs> all right bud thanks for talking with me yes it's time for lunch yes <laughs> thanks for listening it means so much to me that you would take time out of your busy day to join me on this podcast and i hope you find the information here inspiring do me a favor visit my website at www.tanyalampley.com and get connected to me there. There's a newsletter where you can sign up for information about some of the things that I have coming down the pike. I have a book that is in the works and just some really good things that I am eager to get out into the marketplace that will inspire people to live their lives to the complete fullest and there's links there for my twitter my facebook page and if you would share it i want to reach as many people as possible 
we just aren't doing enough. We just aren't being intentional about building lives that are satisfactory. And I really want to be a catalyst for that level of change. So I hope you consider passing it along and don't forget to hit that subscribe button so you don't miss a thing.